Hey everybody, welcome back to Back to Basic. So the other day, I finally got to do something that I have been dying to do for six months, and I got to go to Target. And I know what you're thinking, I was dying to do that for six months, but it's not as much the act of going to Target. Well, no it is, I love Target. But it also has to do with feeling a little bit normal. And I can't think of anything more normal than just going to Target and browsing and buying things that I probably don't need, but I'm going to buy anyway. And I got to go and it was a lot of fun, but it kind of struck me that this is the new normal. And I know that it's something that's been said a lot, um, but going to Target and doing something that felt so normal, but also realizing how not normal it felt was such a weird, surreal experience. Like I was in the nail polish aisle And I looked up and there was like a group of people walking towards me in masks. I couldn't see their faces. And I just looked back down at my nail polish color and continued to shop. And I realized how weird that is, right? Like a year ago, if a group of masked people came towards you in the middle of a shopping center, like you would run. You would think you were in the middle of a horror movie. You know what I mean? And now it's just like a normal thing. And so while the act of shopping at Target felt normal, like the realization that it was so not normal and I was walking around with a mask and we're still in the middle of a pandemic with this like no face monster that's lurking around every corner and every, you know, cough. I mean, it's it's crazy. And I read this article And this line that stuck out to me said something to the effect of like, we are not waiting for the new normal anymore. Like this is the new normal. This is normal. You know, we're not waiting for that shoe to drop. The shoe dropped. We're six months into this pandemic. And it just hit me how crazy it all is. And I wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit about it today because going to Target was great. I love Target. I think we all love Target. I loved buying random snacks and clothes and all the fall things are out and it was a great time. And it it was such a sense of normal for me because I hadn't done it in so long. But there was also such this sense of, yeah, this is normal, but it's it's this normal that's not normal. And I, I know I'm saying that a lot and it probably doesn't make sense, but if you get the feeling, then you get it. And I think all of us get it right now. And there's so many feelings that I've been thinking about and realizing through this pandemic, you know, feelings of anxiety, which I think we all have felt in some way or another throughout this time, feelings of guilt for not doing enough or doing too much, depending on, you know, what you're talking about. And, you know, some sort of sense of fear, a sense of discomfort, right? And so, yeah, I don't know. It's something I've been thinking about since I went the other day. And it's a lot, especially in the middle of a pandemic where we have no idea what's next. And, you know, the feelings of anxiety we all feel, I think it's something we all can relate to right now. And that's why I kind of wanted to talk about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Any opportunity to talk about me shopping at Target, yeah, I'm there for it. I love Target and I will probably be back because not all the fall stuff is out yet. So, I need to go back and buy more random fall stuff I don't need. But I also wanted to tell you how the experience felt for me. And I'm sure many of you have gone shopping like that. Many of you have done things that are semi-normal. But I wonder if doing those normal things, you still have a sense of how not normal it is. Because that's how I feel when I do normal things. You know, I, I feel normal and then I have a moment of clarity 
where it's like, oh, wait, this is still really weird. Or, oh, wait, the world is still really weird. So maybe while what I'm doing feels okay, it's just like this, oh, wait, everything else has been canceled. Life is on hold. Like, I don't know. It's been a lot and it's just something that's been on my mind. So I wanted to talk to you about it. And speaking of things that have been on our minds, uh, the guest for this week's episode also talks a lot about the things that are on her mind. So this week I spoke to Natalie Barletta, who is a blogger from Connecticut. Uh, She has a blog called Natalie's Little Corner of the World. And she started off that blog talking about mental health, anxiety, and things that people weren't really talking about. And she continues to talk about things that are on her mind and that she wants others to be able to relate to. And it's a really fun interview. And so while I told you about my Target experience and how I'm feeling right now, if you go check out Natalie's blog, you will find out all about her experiences and the things that she feels on a daily basis. So I hope that you get to Target soon if you haven't gone yet. And I hope that you're ready to get back to basic with Natalie Barletta. Natalie, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? I'm good. I'm really excited that you are joining me. Natalie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name's Natalie. I write a blog called Natalie's Little Corner of the World, and it's actually just recently turned four, which is kind of shocking to think about. It started out as this place where I can write opinion pieces, so that was like my writing portfolio, and then as I grew older and graduated, it just became this place where I could write about things that not many people talk about anymore, or I felt weren't talked about. And it just kind of evolved to being more lifestyle-y, more Connecticut-based since I'm from Connecticut, and just showing more of like who I am. I talk about books, I talk about um, crafts since I'm very crafty as well. And it just kind of is me in a in a blog, for lack of a better word. Yeah, no, I totally love that. And so you, did you go to school for writing? Because you said like to use this as your portfolio, you went to school for writing. Yes, I have a Bachelor of Arts in Journalism. So the blog you said started off uh, as a place for you to talk about things you didn't feel like were talked about a lot. What what exactly do you mean by that? What did you feel needed to be highlighted more? Definitely, I think this came to play more in the last year or so. in February of 2019, my mom passed away unexpectedly. It's I'm so sorry to hear of, that. Thank you. It's that's also like the weirdest thing when people say you're sorry to hear that, but then that's actually some stuff I do talk about. But mm-hmm. um, when she passed away, a lot of people don't know how to approach it because what do you say to someone that found her mom dead unexpectedly? Yeah, and yeah. it not many people realize that grief really impacts not just you but the people around you Mm -hmm. it impacts my relationship my friendships and luckily my boyfriend was supportive enough to say okay I have no idea how to talk to you about what's going on or even family members don't really even like her own mother it's very weird to um talk about it with so it's just kind of been my place to not only talk about how I was feeling but also talk about things that were happening to me as I was, and I'm still dealing with it, of course, but as I was dealing with that grief. 
So it's a place for you to kind of like dump out everything in your brain and work through your feelings. And, and I assume also hope that it helps other people deal with whatever they're going through too. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of been good community building. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's really nice to, I mean, that's part of the reason why I love like audio and podcasting and talking to people because you find commonalities. Um, oh, yeah. And I mean, I think that, I mean, I know we're jumping into heavy stuff right away, but um, <laughs> I, okay. I, think, I think that uh, like grief and things like that is something that everybody has experienced in one way or the uh, or another. Right. And like yeah. for you to be able to be so vulnerable on the internet, especially, <laughs> I mean, I commend you because it's not, it's not an easy thing to do, right? You're being yourself yeah. 100%. How do you do that? Believe it or not, I have not experienced any negative comments just yet. Okay, that's and good. We like that. If I was to get negative stuff, which I kind of don't, it's not a huge deal. It just means that that person has their own issues to work through, for lack of a better word. And that's a really healthy way to look at it, right? Like when someone is negative towards you, usually there's yeah. something else going on there, right? Like, oh, isn't yeah. that, I know when we're all like annoyed at something, usually there's something else we're dealing with. So you use this to work through your own stuff and kind of highlight issues or things that you want to talk about more. And I saw that you also started it as a place to kind of bring awareness a little bit more to mental health. Uh, mm-hmm. Why exactly did you feel that that needed more awareness at the time? And what exactly were you talking about? So I had anxiety throughout college because I thought it was a great idea to work three jobs and go to school full time. Been there, done that. The I get it. <laughs> it was overwhelming. And I think you could attest to that. And I also wrote for a couple websites like back in the day, you could write for like the Odyssey and stuff like that. So I did that on top of my classes and on top of working full time. And I would be very stressed out, very anxious. And I would just talk about being overwhelmed and being anxious and anxiety and stuff like that. And at the time, which is really funny to think about, I was just breaking up with my ex-boyfriend at the time. My blog came to reality. So um, I talked about breaking up with what a breakup's like, how it feels and stuff like that. Yeah. So basically everything that we all go through at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want your blog to be a safe place for people to like express themselves, to be vulnerable with you and not feel attacked for what they're going through. Exactly. You obviously still touch on mental health and and things like that, but it's really evolved. As you said, Um, you Mm -hmm. do a lot of lifestyle stuff now and you highlight a lot of stuff in Connecticut because as you said, you are from Connecticut. So what Mm -hmm. made you make that shift um, to, you know, not as much on that mental health or what you're going through, but also adding in these different elements? Um, I think the biggest thing is I used, I watch a lot of YouTube vlogs when I get home. And I would watch them and I would just see people like Brooke Michio do stuff like that. And I'd be like, oh, I should try this on a blog or whatever. And I also used to write for CT Boom, which is mm-hmm. a website um, I used to write through my job at a radio station. So I miss doing that. So this is my way of being able to do that. So far, it's done actually very well. I used to write for CT Boom too. And I think my last oh, wow. post was about hot Cheetos. So <laughs> I totally get just like writing about what's happening and what's interesting yeah. like locally. Um, 
you, speaking of locally, you highlight a lot of businesses, a lot of events mm-hmm. that are going on. Um, how do you choose what to highlight? Do you reach out to businesses? Do you reach out to events? How do you navigate that? Um, it's, some, it's still sort of new okay. for me to do it on this forefront. Back when I, I used to be a journalist for my local paper. Mm-hmm. So back then I would just follow a bunch of sites for the town that I worked in. So I would just follow them. And if I saw something worth promoting or whatever, I would bring it to my editor. And the case of my blog, it's more like I just follow everything and my boyfriend happens to work in media. Mm -hmm. So if he sees something, he'll be like, here, you should talk about this. (laughs) I didn't know that though. I didn't know you were a journalist for your local town. I was. um, I didn't end up being what I later ended up doing, but it was something that I'm glad I did because it really opened a lot of doors for me in both my career and personal life. So I'm very happy about that. I'm sure it prepared you, right, for your blog Yeah, in more ways than it you did. think. It definitely did. Um, it taught me that I didn't want to pursue journalism full-time. Oh, okay. But it, I'm really glad that I did it because it's something that I know if I ever had to become a journalist again, I could do it without any issues. I might be a little rusty on, like, the AP style and stuff like that, but... <laughs> That's why they have the it. internet. So why did you decide not to continue to pursue journalism in the more traditional way and kind of go this way with it? I realized that at the time, I I think I wanted to have a little bit more of a work-life balance. wanted to, A, have a job locally without having to move, and two, I just wanted that work-life balance of nine to five. And then I did work in social media for a period of time, and I did a lot of receptional work before finding where I am now, which is doing clerical work. No, I totally get that. I think, especially now, it's so clear that media is evolving and that there's so much that's happening in like the blogging space, in like YouTube and Instagram and podcasting. And it's great that we can still pursue these passions and these careers just in a different way mm-hmm. than maybe we thought so 10 years ago, right? Like, yeah, that's what's so great and about it. And even TikTok too. And even TikTok. I mean, <laughs> ugh, I'm telling you, Natalie, I try to be a TikTok star. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. My TikTok's uh, just become my dog, let's just be honest. <laughs> Um, And people love dog TikToks, though, so it could blow up. You know, you have to think about what's going to do well and perform well on social, like, which is crazy. But like if you're promoting something and you're, you know, you're trying to do something with your blog or like your content, you have to think about those things. What is the goal? Do you have a goal? Do you foresee any future plans? I know in your recent post about your anniversary, you had some goals for your blog and your mm-hmm. your social media, but what is the goal? What do you think the goal is? Or at least what's the goal right now, right? Because it changes all the time. Um, I don't have a long-term goal just to keep doing it. I just want to keep growing, but not like have the pressure, if that makes sense. But I guess the end goal should be that I want to have a balance and a healthy one. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a great goal for life too, isn't it? Like finding the balance (laughs) in everything. It's so hard. I'm still struggling to find that. Uh, Right? It is so hard. I like sometimes, you know, those Instagram memes that are like having to be an adult and it's like have relationships, like, (laughs) you know, have a side hustle, have a nine to five, like pay your bills. Like when do we have time for all of this, Natalie? Seriously. Yeah. It's like, it's a pie chart. It literally is a pie chart. And the only pie I'm interested in is a pumpkin pie. Thank you. Wait, that's a good segue. Um, A little off topic, but we talked about pumpkin. You tried your first pumpkin cold brew recently? I did. I did. I never had cold brew. 
What'd you think? I loved it. I actually went to order it this morning, not because I was coming on here, but because I <laughs> wanted a coffee. And I was sad to say it was not on the Starbucks menu because they my store ran out of it. <gasps> it happens to be that the college students got to it before I did. Oh, my God. So are you <laughs> a pumpkin so coffee? Like you're a pumpkin coffee person? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, we- yeah. Um, I actually buy it at the K-Cups in bulk. Yes. Uh, keep it year round. So speaking of things you like, what is your favorite kind of post to write? Because you do write about a lot of things you like, like mm-hmm. books and products and things like that. But what is your favorite post to share? It's a, I have two. The first is that I like to write up. I do a lot of knitting and crocheting. So I like to write about projects that I come up with. Mm-hmm. I like to write a lot about that. Um, and I also like to write a lot about the books I'm reading because I'm I read way too much in my free time, but that's fine. <laughs> no, honestly, I am one of those people that is aspiring to read more. Like I have Ooh. a huge list. I used to be a really, really big reader, but then it kind of fell off. And so I have a huge list of books and a lot of books behind me in my bookcase. But it's always one of those things that I'm like, I'm going to do it tonight. And then like I end up yeah. scrolling Netflix. Like that's a really big problem. Um, how do you find the time with everything else you do to read as much as you do? When I, my mom first died, I actually used to stay with my grandmother. Okay. And she would like hog the TV (laughs) (laughs) and she would not, and I just wouldn't be able to watch whatever I wanted to. And I just started watching Netflix again at the time. So I would just sit and read and she would get annoyed that I wasn't talking to her. (laughs) But, um, I would read then. And in the mornings, now that I'm living in a more stable environment and stuff like that I would read in the morning and then my boyfriend happens to have a pool so I would bring my waterproof kindle into the pool and just read so you just find the time for it you make it work yeah so you are basically Rory Gilmore is what I'm hearing pretty much pretty much yeah yeah which also happens to be your favorite show it is um Gilmore Girls has a weird place in my heart um so my mom and I used to watch the show together and it would be like on up I think it used to be on freeform at the time mm-hmm. or when it was ABC family so she, we used to sit and watch that all the time since her death I haven't really been able to watch it okay but I think I watched it a couple times recently just because it was on mm-hmm. and I I would be like oh this is when my mom would comp- comment about something <laughs> oh really yeah she used to love Luke so she used to be like Oh, well, Luke, if you didn't date Lorelai, I'm here. (laughs) I love that. Oh, Oh. that's so good. I mean, Gilmore Girls is a very nostalgic show as it is, I think, for a lot of people. So I'm sure for you, it's even more so because you're you equate that with different memories. But I think we all have shows and movies and music, especially that that connects us to someone or some time. Um, And your least favorite trend you said is crop tops. Yes. Why? (laughs) Um, well, this is just more for somebody that's, I have, I'm bigger chested. Okay. So for me, I always feel self-conscious about it because I feel like if I wore a crop top, it would be revealing, a little too revealing for my liking. Okay. So it's more about your comfort. Yeah. For me, it's just more of that aspect. Like I think for certain people it looks good and this, for my personal, like, cause I do look at the trends and stuff and my personal um, view on it is that it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, uh, not all trends work for all of us at all. Oh yes. <laughs> um, 
which actually made me think of something. So I was reading your blog post, um, and I believe it was a recent one where you talked about an experience you had at a trendy store. Yeah. Um, so can you explain to us if you're comfortable, um, Mm -hmm. explain to us a little bit about what happened at that trendy store, which I'm sure they sold crop tops. So that's kind (laughs) of why my mind went there, but, um, why don't you tell Um, us a little bit about what happened there? My, I went with one of my friends to the store that she really loved and my friends very, well, she's also a different kind of body type than I am. I've always been like on the medium side to large size Mm -hmm. of the spectrum just because my family happens to be bigger boned and stuff like that. And I went, we went to the store and my friends were, or who are like smalls and mediums, they were finding clothes and I couldn't because mm-hmm. they were all not in my size. And this person had, and it was run by this woman and she only had like up to size six, which was, I think really? it was because of the pandemic. Yeah. I'm Ugh. not even kidding. And oh I'm a can't size, I think, 8 to 10. 10 lately because I gained the COVID-19. Let's just be real. As most of us did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, the woman came to me and said, oh, don't worry. We have some, you need, once you lose weight, you'll look pretty or something. I can't remember since it's oh. been so long. And then she goes, I have something for you to lose weight. And I'm like, well, then, okay. And then she's like, well, it's not meant for people like you because Ooh. you're not my clientele. And I'm like, gee, thanks. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Like the audacity. I mean, the balls, honestly, of someone to say that, like how, and I mean, you were very vulnerable. You shared that on your blog. That's why I love your blog because you share like the fun stuff, like the books and things that you enjoy like that. But you also like, you're telling a story that makes a lot of people uncomfortable to talk about, but it's important to talk about because I think at one point or another, a lot of us have been body shamed. I know I have um, by people, you know, and it's worse when I think when it comes from people, you know, but um, it either way way it's it's not okay and it it you know attacks your self-esteem and yes it does yeah and I mean it sounds like you have a very healthy relationship though with not caring what other people say or think and like especially when it comes to like what what you do in your post I mean did that really affect you part of the reason why my mom passed away so young was because she was on the plus side Mm, so since then my doctor was not and my doctor's like now you have to come here every year for a physical Mm-hmm. So since I had, I had recently gone to the doctor right before going to um, this boutique and my doctor actually was like, you gained 20 pounds. That's a big problem. But um, now I, I think a big part of it was I just had a hard time balancing working out and working full time. Yeah. I mean, so it's life. It, just, it is. And you can't be everything to everyone. And I'm trying to remember that. But luckily, now that my boyfriend's really trying to make sure I take time for myself, he helps me a lot out with Lucy. Good. Yeah. Which is good. Look, self-care is more than just an Instagram post or an Instagram hashtag. Literally. Um, One more question about your blog, and then we'll move on to um, a little bit of pop culture talk before we wrap up. But you do these really awesome posts, which you actually featured me in women who mm-hmm. work what exactly are those posts and what made you want to do that and highlight these different women so it started out as like i was looking at other bloggers i like to read and i noticed that there's a lot of q a about local businesses and then i had a friend of mine and she was actually one of the first people that i interviewed because i wanted to make sure it actually was a good post to do and she owned her own dance studio that 
got and she was hit very hard of the pandemic because mm-hmm. she was so slow. She lost, I think, like a lot of st- a couple of students and stuff like that, and she was struggling financially. So I thought it might be a good idea to write a blog post about her and what she does because she's a very um, experienced dancer. Like she has won awards and stuff like that. So I thought sh- telling her story might be a good thing to do. Okay. And then it just kind of snowballed. Um, I've inter- since that started, I really liked it. I actually reached out to someone that oh, a couple different women, but it's typically women that are doing something really awesome. What it, it could be anything from a podcast host like Danielle, someone that I think I had someone that owns a cupcake shop in Milford, and I've interviewed an Etsy shop owner. I have more people in my head that I want to interview, but since they're like shop owners, I kind of want to wait until Christmas time goes around because that will definitely help their business. Yeah. So it's your way of getting the word out, helping to promote them, but also highlight women that are doing really fun, cool things. Yeah. And that's why there's a variety and local business is a huge part. I've come to really appreciate local businesses where I work. Um, All right, cool. Well, so we are going to move on to a little section of, I'm going to call it book club chat. That's what we're going to do. Because you are always posting about your books. Um, Like you said, you have a bookstagram, which I didn't know and I just learned. Um, And there's a few books that I want your opinion on. They're not really like basic books, but I guess they are more mainstream books. Um, They are really big in pop culture. So- you know, I thought I'd get your take on them. You ready? Okay, go for it. All right. The Twilight series. Oh, God. Those are like my nostalgic books. Mm-hmm. I read like whenever I, I still have my Twilight books, let's just be real. And I won't get rid of same, them. But same. They're so nostalgic. And I'm so happy that she came out with the night sun. Because yeah. I felt like I was back in high school. And I think I read those books at least three to four times. So yeah. for me, that's just like the biggest wave of nostalgia. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's why, yes, yeah, same. And that's why um, these books have become more mainstream, more basic, oh, yeah. you know, because everybody likes them. Um, so yeah, what do you think of The Hunger Games then? The Hunger Games, I have mixed feelings about. If you're talking about the first three, those were really, really good books to read and versus like the prequel. Um, obviously that's become such a, a basic book and movie now. I oh, feel yeah. like everyone is obsessed with it. I do like the movies. Um, I have not seen them. Really? You have not seen them? No. No. I'm like the least – I don't watch a lot of movies and that's one of them. Oh, my God. It's definitely worth it. Okay. I'm just going to ask you one more because I know Lucy, your dog, is uh, ready to ready to go. But um, That's okay. Did you read any of the – and these are series that I remember reading um, in my, like, high school, college days. And they could be considered basic or mainstream. But did you ever read any of, like, The Gossip Girl or The Pretty Little Liars oh, yes. or The Click or any of those? Did you ever read those? Oh, yes. Yeah? I read all- – I know I started the series, but I never finished them. Mm-hmm. And I, the click I remember reading and loving when I was in middle school. Yep. And I would mm-hmm. read those books within a day. I have, I think the last one, I, I never finished the series because I think it took forever. And by the time the new ones came out, I was well into my high school career. Mm-hmm. I also read most of the Pretty Little Liars books, but after a certain point, things just got very bizarre. Yeah. I read them up until like the original ending and then like when she kept writing them because the show came out, I was like, oh, I need to stop now. (laughs) This is a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think I read up to the 10th one. Oh, that's a lot. Which, and after that, it was just like, I don't want to continue reading yeah. this. And then Gossip Girl was the same thing. Yeah. I know, Lucy. It's okay. We're going to finish up soon. <laughs> For the record, I have a Jack Russell Terrier that likes to be always play and have attention. And that's okay. That's all right, Lucy. um yeah I think that those books uh that became series and stuff um were something that we all read at one point which you know obviously makes it very mainstream and kind of basic because it's about girls and their their teenage years and their high school years but I still love them there's something so nostalgic about them like watching Gossip Girl or watching Pretty Little Liars is still something that I just love because it's it's just so good I I honestly really love Gossip Girl the show over the books. Yes, me, oh, I me too. Love the, love the show. I agree, and I think the the show Pretty Little Liars is also. I like it a little bit over the book as well. It did kind yeah. of get a little dicey at certain points because it kept going, and you're like, "What's going on?" But it's like it's that nostalgia, which I feel like a lot of these books and all the you know traditionally basic movies or or whatever mm-hmm. that we watch are, and that's why we love them. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. Um, all right, Natalie, thank you so much for joining me. But before we go, oh, I want you. you to plug it in and tell everyone where they can find you, where they can follow you. So I could be found on Instagram by going to at Natalie's little corner of the world. And my bookstagram is at great eats and great reads and great eats. I think I haven't really promoted this in a while. <laughs> And then I'm on Twitter at, at Natalie Barletta and my blog's Facebook page is at Natalie's Little Corner of the World. And it, please follow it because I'm trying to get to 100 followers. <laughs> it's a little shameless plug there. And if you want some dog content, feel free to follow me at that. So Natalie, you'll see thousands of pictures of my dogs, which Perfect. is fine because she does like every goofy thing. We love that. And how often do you post on your blog so people know when to look out for new content? On a good week, it's sometimes four times a week. All right. Awesome. Well, we will keep an eye out for all of those posts and pictures of Lucy. Thank you. And uh, thank you for joining me. I'll talk to you soon. Oh, talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. All right. That was my interview with Natalie Barletta. You can find her, go follow her blog, check it out. She talks about a lot of things that I think a lot of us can relate to. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at Danielle Maria Costa. Make sure you follow the podcast at Back to Basic Podcast and rate, review, subscribe. Tell me who you want me to get back to basic with. Tell me what you want me to get back to basic about. And uh, I'll see you next Wednesday because on Wednesdays, we podcast.